0: aggression Ruthless aggression! Ruthless aggression! The John Bradshaw Layfield era! Eddie Guerrero is WWE tva Evolution! My name is C M.
1: I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. What's up everybody? Welcome back to Ruthless Retrospective, the only pro wrestling podcast dealing exclusively with the Ruthless Aggression Era. I am your number 1 contender Greg, and I am here with the reigning, defending, undisputed podcast champion
0: of the world, the Broken One Razor Rob.
1: Holy shit, we're both awake today. Here we go. Alright, um, Rob. Yes? Before we get started, there you know, we talk about things that are going on in the world of wrestling, or just things in general. I had a few things to bring up. Okay. So, it's no secret. I don't keep up with modern main roster that much. I watch the big four pay-per-views. I feel like it's something else, but that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, if there's an attraction, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same way. Uh, yeah. We watch the Big Four. We talk about the Big Four. You know, not obviously not on this show, but you know, between each other and our friends, we talk about the Big Four. Uh, you know, if something happens that piques our interest, we talk about it. Um, exactly.
1: Now this Monday on Raw, I did not watch live. I got a message from you and I thought you were having a fucking stroke (laughs) because actually you know what let let me pull this message up because it was the most confusing thing to me I'm knocking shit over trying to find this
0: Uh, here I got it for you Okay,
1: please enlighten everyone what was sent to me
0: Uh, where the hell did it go
1: man I could have found it by now and you you straight up lied and said you had it right Uh, here
0: I thought I had it
1: Well, anyway, the gist of it, I may butcher a word or two, was the first rule of Raw Fight Club is no one talks about Raw Fight Club. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) No, the number one rule of Raw Underground is don't call it Raw Fight Club. That was it.
1: (laughs) And I I stopped. (laughs) I looked at my phone. I looked back up in a pondering state. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I think I told you. What the fuck is this? Yeah, you were like, huh, what the fuck? And for those who don't know, Shane McMahon hosted a backstage CD underground, like, looks like it shoots fights, but I'll tell you why it's not in a minute, because I went back and watched it after you told me, but it looked like it
0: was Brawl for All or, um, crap, what's it called? Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Blood
1: Gene, but that was a band. One of our friends. Yeah, with.
0: a lot of um, a lot of people are comparing it to that, and Josh Barnett is just denouncing it because it is just cheap invitation to what no. he's trying to do. It, it's so weird because they have weird like
1: bl- boiler room lighting that they would always use, and a ring with no ropes, and Shane McMahon not refereeing but emceeing it kind of. Like, he's our Tyler Durden. Yeah. And do you know why? For a minute, I thought, too. I'm like, oh, they're doing a brawl for all. They're really fighting. Do you know what the
0: number one where I went, oh, no, they're not, moment was? Uh, Dol- I can't. Who did Dolph Ziggler beat? He beat, like, some big, massive dude that should. have. Oh, no, him. it wasn't even that. Oh. Uh, it was but- that Shane McMahon goes, okay, stop, 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 for a
1: fucking double axe handle. <laughs> A double axe handle is the most – you don't even have to work it because the move itself does not hurt. I I didn't watch any of it. I watched when you sent me that. I found all the clips. And someone put a double axe handle on somebody. (laughs) And like, oh, stop, stop. Like, oh, the humanity. He hit it to the guy's back, and Shane called for it. Stop it. Stop the match.
0: God damn it, he's broken in half. Oh, man. It, it, so what were your thoughts on this whole shenanigan so like obviously since I have the WWE network on my cell phone yeah, I get updates and like, oh I turned since, that shit off it got annoying for me uh, and since I also follow a lot of the wrestling pages on Twitter I get tweet updates Shane McMahon's coming to Raw Shane McMahon has a massive announcement oh I'm like oh okay What's 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 this you know they tried to build some hype. And then, I think it was like Monday, I think the first segment aired at like 9.30. I'm like sitting on the couch playing Fallout. I might have even been watching, Smack, watching the episode where we're about the review for Ruth's retrospective. And I, I, just, I get to a point where I'm not watching or it's paused or I'm talking to Sam and I'm scrolling through Twitter as I'm talking to her. And I see raw underground. I'm like, what? And I, I so I click on it, and like it shows the whole promo of like Shane, like we're here in the underground. I'm like, and like the exotic dance, yeah. the three exotic dancers are behind him. I'm yeah, like, we didn't what? even talk about the dancers yet. I'm <laughs> like, what the hell is this? It looked like it looked like Wrestling Society X, but worse. And and like since since it happened on Monday. All the stuff that's come out, like, um, like they really like took a lot of the like shots that they shot in spots in that no rope turnbuckle ring. They took straight out of EC3's hype video from after he left WWE. Oh, you might be right. You know, I didn't and, think of that. And like his whole thing right now is control your narrative. And when when the hurt business, which is apparently. What they were teasing as the Nation of Domination reforming, yeah, that
1: bummed me out. I would have taken Nation of Domination too.
0: For for anyone listening, the Hurt business is Shelton Benjamin MVP and why is Bobby, Bobby Lashley? And they at the end of all the segments, they come in and just annihilate everyone in the underground and say they're taking over. And the whole time that MVP is beating the hell out of people, they're saying on commentary he's trying to control the narrative that he is the real United States champion. I'm like, man, you guys just, just can't come up with anything original. Can you? EC3 has been doing this for like a month. Thank
1: God for AEW right now. That's all I'm saying. But like, I, I have another thing to bring up. that isn't topical at all, but it's a conversation. I've started peppering into some of my wrestling friends and I got to tell you, Rob, it's like I'm Thanos. They called me a madman.
0: I when you sent me the text hinting at what we were gonna talk about, um, that you're getting to, I believe, right now, I I, I just I smacked myself in the face. <laughs> you I have points. I do have points. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface the thing that Greg's about to bring up was saying that if you are my friend listening right now and you did any kind of amateur wrestling, just just Stop the show and message me and I'll tell you when to pick up because Greg's probably about to upset you. Because I did amateur wrestling and I'm pushing this. Grant, I
1: was in high school. But I did it. But why can pro wrestling work in the real Olympics? Now before you say anything, I was reminded of a video that went viral a while ago with uh what's her name? Maya Khalifa. Am I that her first name? Maya? Mia Khalifa. Oh Mia, okay. Yeah. About how she was shooting on wrestling and saying it's not a sport, it's choreography. Yep. And that got me thinking, what is figure skating, Rob? Choreography. What's ballet? Choreography. What is in the
0: Olympics? Water polo. Yes, and figure <laughs> skating and ballet. It's <laughs> and in- 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 synchronized swimming. That's what I was going for, not
1: water. Polo. My idea Just like all other sports, represented by countries, obviously not brands. So you take two, or you could have a triple threat. You basically book your own match among your country. And then it's judged on quality of match, performance, everything like that. Not the person who wins the match wins the medal. That's stupid. But no, how good the match is, like you could have Meltzer as a judge. I don't know who would judge this shit. But (laughs) you obviously could win a gold medal as a team, not as an individual. Pro wrestling in the Olympics, you heard it here first. I think it should happen.
0: So so who would be the big three? Japan, like Haw-
1: Canada, and America.
0: And- oh, big four, Mexico. It's, yeah, there can only be a big three. Every sport, ha- every sport in the Olympics has a big three.
1: Okay, now this might be controversial, but if this was the 90s or early 2000s, Canada for sure. Today... Not as much. So I'm going Japan, Mexico, USA. Okay. Do do you agree with that statement? I I, I agree with that. Do you agree with the overall statement?
0: Yeah. I mean, it could work. I could see it. Will it ever happen? Fuck no. No.
1: But I'm just saying, that whole interview thing got me thinking. I'm like, well, a lot of what we call sports are nothing but choreography. And it's about how well they per- pulled off. Yeah. So I see no point why this couldn't happen.
0: And uh, I will say, I I do say this to, uh, to put some perspective into this. <laughs> I, Whoa! To put some respect into this. Let me save oh. you, Well, no. I pers- don't per- I'm a hero. i right. No, no, no. Perspective. 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 I was at. I really hope eventually that someday within our lifetime, with us both being almost 30, hopefully within like the next decade, pro wrestlers get their due of respect as athletes. 100%. Like your, um, I don't want to call him your brother-in-law, but our our, our friend Kevin. Yeah,
1: I call him my brother-in-law, yeah.
0: Okay, your brother-in-law Kevin, he's a big MMA guy. And I know uh, recently on one of his statuses on Facebook, he was talking about how you can't really call certain the like top guys in MMA pure athletes anymore because they fight what once, twice, every four months,
1: six months. He's, he's not fight. wrong, yeah. Those little guys are going at it like not littles in size, but as in star power, are going at it way more.
0: Yeah, they're almost on every fight card. So, like, I, was, I wanted to comment on it and be like, so what you're saying is that pro wrestlers that do it almost every week, sometimes four times a week, are more athletic than the big name MMA guys that go in and get their ass kicked for ten rounds, five minutes each. Or five rounds, five minutes each. But I i didn't want I to start. I was texting
1: Kevin right before this. I love him. He's a great friend, great family member to me.
0: Don't do that. I
1: don't think Kevin has taken that
0: well or anyone who's no, a big MMA I, guy. Uh, yeah, I, I was not – I didn't want to start anything, but I just – I <laughs> I just – I hope that someday being a fan of professional wrestling and having multiple friends that do it, um, I, I hope they get their, their due respect because they do I, 1,000% agree. that is more
1: realistic in our lifetime
0: yeah they beat the living shit out of their bodies at training in the gym in the ring um you know some of them travel four hours every saturday to put a show on and beat the hell out of their body and then the minute they say they're pro wrestler, they get slapped in the face with disrespect so
1: well anyway um we do have ways for you to get a hold of us now, so I'll I'll leave this up to the people. If you think pro wrestling would ever have a chance, would it work in the Olympics? Let us know. Say, Greg, you're a fucking idiot. No way. <laughs> or, Greg, you're a genius, which is the correct answer. Um, we have a Twitter, which is ruthless At, retro okay. PC. Correct. Yes. Was it retro or retrospective? Retro. I could not Okay, ruthless Richards. retro PC. Or we have a Facebook, which I just put up. I hate Facebook, but I'm like, <laughs> all, the, all the uncool kids have it. So why not? All right. Well, that's enough talking, Shop. Let's get down to business. This is Smackdown from July 11th, 2002. Rob, read it
0: again. Smackdown from July 11th, 2002. With a runtime of one hour, 22 minutes and four seconds. Uh, we got the same runtime
1: this time. Our networks were right Coming for it, to you from Atlantic City, New Jersey. And, and the quote, the
0: boss, meet me in Atlantic City. That was more Danzig. Wow. I oh, just, you I, mean uh, Springsteen when you said yeah. the boss. I thought you were about
1: Vince McMahon. I'm like, that's not, <laughs> big. <It's> awful tonight. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well,
0: we get like, uh,
1: whole beautiful people, you know, all that stuff.
0: Rah. Uh,
1: oh, I'm like, what? You're, I am like you are i am you're throwing me off because your impressions are good, but it's not what I'm expecting. So keep throwing me off. You're doing a Marilyn Manson there. All right. We kick off with a rematch for the tag team titles, which we saw change hands last week, where we get Edge and Hulk Hogan versus Billy and Chuck accompanied by Rico.
0: Yep. Did you notice what was back when Hogan came out? Real American? Hmm. No, the really shitty uh, Hendrix ripoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, they recapped, the, they recapped the title win uh, last week during Hogan's entrance. Now, um, I wrote
1: this down when the match started,
0: Rob. I couldn't quite place
1: it, but Hogan felt out of place to me.
0: I, yeah, like, I, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. Like, every throughout this whole night, any segment he was in with Edge just felt off. This whole match felt off, and, like, there's a couple segments that they're in together later that feel off. Uh, now, like, I don't think it was Hogan working bad
1: either, or Edge working bad. I think what it came down to was just Hogan working old, like the old style, and Edge being the cutting so, edge innovation of the new style, and Billy yeah. and Chuck being able to hang with that as well. Hogan just felt like I was watching an old studio wrestling WWF show,
0: or, or yeah, or like WCW, like with the like folding doors and stuff, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, I just, it just it, felt I couldn't weird. Get behind this combination it didn't work for me. So pretty much the majority of mass is just Edge just getting isolated, and getting his ass kicked um, until he hits a, an M color DDT.
1: Uh, is, was it still was it called the Education yet? Or no, I don't
0: think the announcers didn't call it, but I remember the video games. And he uh, he goes for a hot tag, and Billy uh, Billy blocks it, but then he eats a massive side slam, and we finally get the hot tag. And and I, I I don't like this tag team because, again, we discussed it the last two two weeks that they tagged together, or at least this week and la- We're going to discuss it this week and last week when they tagged together. Hogan hulks up after off, off a hot tag. Yeah, does this make, doesn't does this make- work.
1: You hulk up when you're beat down. All hope
0: is gone. Oh, no, what can the hero do? Wait, he's hulking up. Yeah. Um Rico blocks the atomic leg drop. Billy Gunn hits the Famouser. And then we get a traditional Hulk Up after the Famouser. And like yeah. the whole the whole time during that Hulk Up, Billy's facial expressions were perfect. <laughs> Who me? No, I didn't hit you. No. <laughs> uh only real cool moment I
1: wrote down was Edge uh speared Rico off the ring. And I like yeah. that. Note. Yeah, and then he um, hit hit Chuck with the spear and Hogan hits the leg drop. Yep. Pins Billy, champions retain. Alright, Rob, out of ten stars, those who I, don't know, we do ten stars because I like the little bit more variable room we get with ten instead of five. He's what not, did he get? No, Greg is not
0: a Meltzer guy at all on the Meltzer scale. Um Oh I am a Melzer guy, but not as far as five stars. Yeah, he does not like the Meltzer. I gave it a six out of ten. I thought it was it wasn't what it was. I thought it was a good ending though. Remember last week where we were given the
1: exact same ratings? Oh god. <laughs> it did not happen this week. I what gave it a three and a half. Really? Yeah, I, I, I didn't. This match did not do it for me. And even when I watch these, because there's some stuff I love but I know isn't good. I try to rate it to that scale, not just my own personal taste. I just couldn't get into this match. Mm. Which is fine. You're you're free to your wrong opinion, Rob. <laughs> um. Next, remember last week the Undertaker was given a night off. Yep, we found out what he did with his night off. He got a haircut. Yep, I noticed that. It look it
0: looks like and he dyed it a little bit more brownish red.
1: Yep, exactly. That's that's what Taker does with a nice day of R and R. Goes to the salon, like talks to the ladies, just gets pampered a bit, G-
0: gets his hair dyed, and his haircut, and then gets back on his bike and does ninety up I eighty, and it just it spikes itself out and stays like that for a week till he gets the Smackdown. Well, anyway, he, he's in the parking lot the, waiting for The
1: Rock. Because we should mention this is The Rock comeback night, which it will pay off. It will be fun. Um, but yeah. he's waiting for The Rock. Cena comes out. We find out. We get him and Cena teaming up later tonight against Jericho and Angle.
0: Yep. And uh, Cena Cena thinks, says that he thanked Mr. McMahon. And now he's here to thank Taker for the chance. And Taker pretty much tells him to go tell Vince that he doesn't give a rat's ass about the damn match he made him him in uh tell cena to look in his eyes and tell him what he sees because it's probably i'm gonna kick the rock's ass as soon as he gets here it says cena better leave before he gets his ass kicked as well
1: yeah taker for congratulating cena two or three weeks ago isn't having him tonight
0: nope um, he's he's not which he's i don't not-
1: think about out of character i don't think it's weird writing because Hey, congratulations is one thing. Like, what, now I'm teaming with you is a complete other thing.
0: Yeah, it's like, I'm the world champ. I shouldn't be teaming with a rookie. I should be just worried about dealing with my own shit.
1: You know, he's basically hey, man, six set to Cena before. <laughs> well, anyway, we get this. Dude, even if no one listens to this, though, the ability to make you laugh every week is all
0: I strive for. So I'm happy. Hey, hey, man, six set against Kurt Angle there. <laughs> Mind if I use your snare? <laughs> hey, man, All six right. six seconds, Jericho. I really love that 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 slap breakdown in the locker room.
1: <laughs> we get this Tori Wilson get, having a photo shoot on the beach. Molly Holly interrupts. Cliche, we know. That's that.
0: Oh, they are in Atlantic City. So we get a lot of Atlantic City shown here. Tonight. Yeah, we, got, we had the boardwalk shown when they were in the raw mag. And stuff Man, like I that. went to
1: Atlantic City a few years ago.
0: Gotta tell you, town does not hold up well. <laughs> well, no, all the money's gone. Oh, it's it's <laughs> bad. It's nothing great. Well, anyway, I, uh, I did I did make a note during that that promo. Um, Molly called her a bimbo, uh, and. Uh, she says, uh, winning the golden thong doesn't make you special, the Tory. And I just, I hate that they keep bringing that fucking thing up so much. I literally have an all capital letters of multiple exclamation points. I just hate that thing. We're not going to she- escape it. It's going to haunt us forever.
1: <sighs> well, anyway, uh, we get another taker in the parking lot. Finley and others are talking taker out of attacking did, the rock.
0: Did you know who the other two were? Because your boy did.
1: And others. Who were they?
0: The one was the Brooklyn Brawler. And the other other one was me. John Laurinaitis. People Power. (laughs) It was was Johnny Ace, baby. Oh, man. I hate him. (laughs) People Power. I can say
1: I hate him because I hate his character and I hate the individual. So (laughs) perfect. I hate that guy. But anyway, Limo shows up with Jericho and Angle. Was there anything worth writing down here? Because I wrote stuff down. A brawl broke out. Broke up by refs and Vince.
0: Um Angle Angle called the Undertaker the under-tapper. Yeah. Which did not come <laughs> off as funny as I thought it should have.
1: No. Then we get Taker goes to the locker room and yells at Cena for not helping him. Because Taker <laughs> is sending very mixed signals to John Cena. What's he supposed to do?
0: You should have had my back. Well, you told me you were going to kick my ass, so I left. You should have had my back. You have my back out there tonight because you better. Damn. Yeah, he's a real southern there, wasn't he? Yeah. I love the whole, I've been here almost damn near 20 or 10 years or 12 years, and you've only been here two weeks, and you're already fucking up. <laughs> i was like, well, no shit. He's only been here two weeks.
1: <laughs> we get our sponsor spot of the night next. Brought to you by Maxim Hair Color for Men, Win a Dinner with a Diva, Reebok, and Subway. Eat fresh. Yep. And now we get Tori versus Molly for the women's title. I feel ashamed of myself here, Rob. What's that? Because after being burned by our match last week on Raw, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I feel bad for thinking thing this. I was like, oh, no. Now we have Tori versus Molly.
0: Match was good. But, but it's Short. Molly. But good. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't take many notes. Uh, the only the only thing that really stood out to me is Molly Holly hit one hell of a beautiful Northern like suplex and only got two count for it. Yeah, like it was it was a perfect bridge and everything. I want to bring up the weird commentary from Taz.
1: Humongous mattress like rear end. <laughs> what? I missed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was talking about Molly, obviously. Oh and- yeah. Not to get weird and pervy here. Molly's butt wasn't enormous.
0: It wasn't. It was not humongous. It mattress- like, <laughs> Rikishi has a humongous mattress-like ass.
1: Yeah, I'm not Molly trying to say. anyone. But since they keep bringing it up, I obviously am looking. I'm like, it's not freakish. Yeah. But anyway, Molly wins.
0: I re- with a weird submission pin. She hit a massive power bomb, and instead of going for the pin after the power bomb, she like I thought she was gonna put her in Indian deathlock and like make her ta- like just have the ref stop the match because obviously after that power bomb, Tori's out. Yeah, eyes in the back and head out. So I thought she was gonna put her in Indian deathlock and just hold it until the ref called for the bell. But she rolled her and slid her into a pin somehow with it. It was weird. I've never seen yeah. that. Tori held her own in this match. Like, skill-wise,
1: not character-wise. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like,
0: you I, know Tori Wilson. I was, too, because I'm so used to Tori not being that... Like, this early Tori. Yeah. Not, not being, being honest, good Tori in the ring. Tori
1: was typically used more for, like, the eye candy segments. Brawn panty matches and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, was, was. It was cool. I was like, good job. That wasn't bad at all.
0: Yeah, it's not till later in her career that she actually got more fluent in the ring and actually was putting on clinics. Yeah. So, what do you give this out of 10? I, I just, I gave it a 5 out of 10.
1: I, man, I, maybe I was in a bad mood. I'm shooting lower than you and know, all these. I had a 4.5, but close. I, I thought the storytelling was good. Like, I did it, too. Especially it, the, the veteran wrestler Molly versus Tori. And yeah. now, commentary sold it
0: that way too. It was, it was good. Cause it's, it really started out like it was just going to be a squash match because Molly is obviously the better. In ring competitor, for sure. In ring competitor, and then Tori turned it around, and then it just it ended so quickly, like it, like that. That matchup. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: this match had, let's be honest, six more minutes, if that, it yeah. would have been great. Yeah, if, but think... who knows? Maybe Tori, like this, was a good amount of time. Maybe that's why I thought that. Yeah. Okay, moving on. What do we get? Oh, we get another Randy Orton trying to find partners versus Devon and Batista
0: match. Uh, The Rock return, too before Did that. Did I
1: miss the rock returning?
0: Yeah, he came in, grabbed the water bottle. Oh, he just walked in, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, we get we Batista and Devon come out and then it cuts to Orton talking to Henry Henry. oh yeah I almost said Henry Rollins. Wow. Mark Henry. And I would have <laughs> popped like a motherfucker. <laughs> Orton Orton was talking to Henry Rollins about his days in Black Flag and beating up a bunch of punks in LA and he's like, yo I need the greatest to be my partner, and Henry Rollins is like, you know what? I'm not really. You're very just
1: saying how Randy Orton reacted talking about Motorhead one time, <laughs> where he threw up weird horns. Was, no, I'm I'm <laughs> guessing Randy Orton doesn't
0: listen to Black Flag. <laughs> but but <laughs> can we can we go on? Let me go on this tangent. So Orton's talking to Henry Rollins. He's like, "Yo, I need you to be my partner. You're the greatest." And Rollins like, "You know, Henry, or you, you know, Randall. Um, I'm not really into the whole." Uh, Talks of masculinity, but I will be your partner tonight.
1: I won't lie; I wanted to cut that segment short short, (laughs) for the mercy of anyone with me. But you did humor my wrestling at the Olympics, so I felt like I owed you one. Okay. Be warned: we're we're out of that now. won't happen again. Fantasy Henry Henry Randy Orton talking to Henry Rollins again. It's done. Okay. You got your now. You happy?
0: Okay, I, I feel his... bad. I'm <laughs> Orton says, right, his... we keep partner. talking
1: to Mark Henry. You're great. He's his partner." Yep. What What do you think of the match? No, <sighs>
0: there's a spot in this match. Holy shit! Are we are We talking about Batista getting? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um.
1: Well, before that, there was a really <laughs> cool spot too that isn't utilized much these days, and I really liked it. As where Devon threw Randy Orton over the top rope, but he did it in the corner, so Randy lands on the turnbuckle. I, oh I yeah, that,
0: that was that was that was awesome. He like launched him over the turnbuckle, like like I don't I think Randy was trying to like throw himself actually completely over, and he kind of like got caught and then just tumbled well, over. It worked out because it looked brutal. I loved it. I don't I think they don't do it so much anymore because the last time they attempted to do it successfully, that's when. Cesaro's middle teeth got pushed up into his jaw. Oh, true. Swift Superman. Yeah. Um, I wrote one of the best
1: crossbodies I've ever seen happens in this match. Oh, dude. Um they they were talking
0: about I know when it happened. Okay, so let's set the stage here. Orton is on the top rope. Henry slingshots D Bon into the corner, gives him a massive body or a body splash in the corner, and ends up Full force, like hammer, like you're doing a hammer throw on wb 2K. D1 out of the corner towards Randy Orton, who is jumping literally halfway across the ring. Perfect form, too. Perfect form, and he just—it doesn't. D1 doesn't slow down to actually catch him. He gets Randy Orton square in the chest. Randy Orton's Perfect. whole Randy Orton's whole upper body just fucking collides. It's <laughs> I was like just holy. Kids. This I literally I literally paused it, rewound it, and watched it like two times and then sent you the Snapchat watching it. Cause it was just holy hell. Yeah.
1: Uh, let me see. Even though that amazing display, Batista and Devon win with a spine buster to Mark Henry. Batista is using the spine buster at this point as a finish yeah. They um what do you give this match? I gave it an eight out of ten. I thought it was a great match. I gave it a seven. That is great. Um finished didn't have great build to it but man orton holy shit it was
0: great. i uh i i, I love the ending sequence because like you think henry's gonna get the win for them and then out of nowhere batista like picked batista just like lifted him like he was nothing hit him with the steamroller yeah got two count and, like the whole time batista's like arguing with the ref like are you fucking kidding me are you fucking and like he turns around and Henry hits him with that hits him with a big boot to put him in the corner, and when he goes to the corner, that's when Batista just powers out, picks him up like he's nothing, and double-A spine busters him for the win. Really smart move too, because Batista's new was showing the power of him off there. Yeah, that they did that a lot in this match, especially against the guy that's the world's strongest man. Like yeah. you're really building up that that animal. We get
1: Edge and Hogan in the locker room talking about going out to the casinos for the night. <sighs> And then The Rock walks in and is mocking Hulk Hogan behind his back. Multiple times. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know what to make of this. It's The Rock being The Rock on Hogan. I was surprised Hogan let them kind of use him as the butt of the joke. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I,
0: lo- yeah, I, like the, that's it. I like the whole, yeah, oh, hell yeah, I'll go gambling tonight. But hey, all American money. None of that Canadian shit. They actually yes. acknowledge that... Edge was Canadian. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> um, Extreme Blast of the Night is brought to you by JBC, and it's The Rock being drafted to SmackDown, number one overall, baby. Um, next we get The Rock comes out, and this building loses their goddamn minds. They uh, yeah, the roof went off. The the I. Something about maybe it's because we're in the fanless era right now. Something about those pops just still get to me like those mm-hmm. massive pops.
0: Mm-hmm. All uh, right, cuts a promo about being on Smack being back on SmackDown that night. Uh, cuts a promo on The Undertaker in the title match and then tells Taker to just bring it. Yeah, he calls off The Undertaker, but you don't get Taker, you
1: get Kurt Angle. Yep. Uh, oh, hold on, I gotta turn the page in my
0: notebook. <laughs> Angle said. Angle says if you haven't been watching I made Hogan tap at King of the Ring. I made Undertaker tap last week and he's like I'll make you tap at vengeance. He'll and make then his Candy ass tap at vengeance, I believe and, is the phrase. He used. And then for some reason Angle just goes to the side of the ring and goes, "Oh, I'll, I'll make you tap out too, B- big or puff daddy" and it's actually Buster Rhymes in the crowd. That that was great. I love that. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing, man?" Um
1: then the Rock it, I won't lie, maybe I'm 12, but I was laughing hard because he starts looking at Kurt Angle and doesn't recognize him. Because just yeah. recently, Kurt Angle
0: lost a hair match, and that's why he's bald now. You, but you, you, you look like somebody that looks like Kurt Angle. I mean, you got you got John A on your singlet here. What's that stand for? And the crowd starts chanting "asshole." That's yeah. what I thought too. "Asshole." It stands for Angle. Wait, there it is. It did, you get a, did you get a haircut, Dr. Evil? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, basically, this is all to find out that next week on SmackDown, we're getting The Rock versus Angle.
0: Yep. But The Rock says and that then, the, people th- the people didn't pay their money to see that next week. And then, yeah, Rock lays Rock Angle out. out.
1: The Rock slaps the ankle lock on Angle. Yep. And, of course, like, most obvious what's going to happen Of all time. Taker runs out, chokeslams both of them.
0: Yep, walks out.
1: Uh, We find out our Vengeance theme song is Downfall by Trust Company.
0: I meant to listen to this. I
1: couldn't tell you who Trust Company is, though. I'm not going to lie.
0: Well, I meant to. When I saw it, I wrote it down. I was like, I'm going to listen to this on my way to work today. Just so I can give my opinion on the song. Guess what I didn't do? I failed. I failed. I failed. Uh, They hype while they're giving us the theme song. They hype up the pay per view with the matches so far, and then they cut to uh, the segment last week of the Un-Americans interrupting Lillian Garcia during the uh, American Beautiful,
1: not the national anthem. Um, they got to do something different with these guys. I agree. The, the the talents there i mean test is there but the talents there
0: <laughs> test is the weak link there uh, i mean but, well i mean honestly test test is a great big dude if you book him right he is he always was
1: the, even at this point this is 2002 i'm mm-hmm. not speaking as 2020 greg i'm talking about 2002 the we hate america
0: heels are played out I mean, you had the Iron Sheik, you had Nikolai Kolbop, you had... And that's Sergeant Slaughter's amazing heel turn. Yeah, which, after that, it should have never been done again.
1: Well, oh, and you can still do it t- Like better, like, with yeah. a little creativity in it. Give them reasons, not just,
0: we're Canadian.
1: No, come on, yeah. Canadians are the nicest people. Hey. Hey, what are you talking about? We throw down sometimes? Get down from there. Okay. Um, so we get Test versus Rikishi with Lance Dance, Storm and Christian on commentary. Um, um is it just me is this match super fast?
0: Yeah, because I mean, it starts out fast. Uh, Test attempts to attack Rikishi before the bell, and they brawl a bit, and then Rikishi goes for the stink face, and that's when Storm and Christian jump up and try to interfere. Um, Test somehow pulled off a pump handle slam on Rikishi, like barely got him up. And then right after that, uh, after K- Rikishi kicks out and he stands up, he nails Test with a Mo drop and gets to win. Okay, what do you rate it? Four out of ten. Three. Yeah. I, 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 like I don't, I don't. I probably should rate it lower because it was such a fast match. It was
1: really cl- a squash match, which is weird for this angle that you've been building.
0: Yeah. It was clunky. It felt clunky. Like, even the interference spot, like, just... Like, you yeah,
1: have, Oh, we mentioned, Oh, the interference spot during the match. Never mind.
0: Yeah, like, Lance... Lance Storm's in the middle of a sentence, and I don't know where he's like, oh, shit, In the helmet, and, like, his headset hits the... You know, like, he forgot that he was supposed to interfere in that moment. Yeah. Oh, crap, that's my cue. I'm supposed to be up there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like it is weird
1: Lance Storm because Lance Storm is a great in ring wrestler, like knows the business well. It's weird to catch him botching.
0: Yeah. So after the match you get the young Americans beating a hell of hella Rikishi. And then Edge and Hulk Hogan save the day. Yep. Um we go oh
1: I love these. I miss these. I don't know if they still do them, but just the nostalgia of these, the vengeance
0: commercial that they aired yeah. for the main event. Vengeance in ten days, and from uh, ten days, and uh, they really go heavy on promoting the Rock being back and the title match against the Undertaker and Kurt Angle. And we get a very creepy segment. Uh, Vince
1: and Stacy, they're interrupted by Jericho. But what what is? <sighs> she takes his jacket off, goes to take his tie off. And she's like, can I take your dress off or something? <laughs> it's, it's
0: creepy. I I had Jericho interrupt oh, the, the hotness. Hot oh, go ahead. I, I put Jericho interrupts the hotness in Vince's locker room. <laughs> yeah. And then this is weird.
1: I don't know if there's an actual like backstage reason behind this or they just changed their mind, but edge sacrifices his match for a tag title defense match. So he's saying, well, Hogan and edge should have to put their titles on the line. Vince yeah. said, well, I can do that because edge already has a match against you. But if you scrap your match, I'll take care of you. He does. Mm -hmm. This screams something was going on to me, but I don't know. Uh, It was odd. Like. Like, did Jericho get minorly hurt? I know he's never had a major injury. I I don't know. Um, But. Vince said the line, I'm a horny genius. Yeah, I, um, I
0: know that.
1: <laughs> I wanted
0: to shove a screwdriver in my head. <laughs> Jericho agreed to drop the match. And all right, if you mind me now, I need to get back to being. And Jericho's like, that's that's why you're promoting genius. And he's like, well, now I got to get back to being a horny genius. And I was like, oh, God.
1: Dude, I, I had never felt worse for Stacy Keebler. I'm like, oh, you poor girl. Yep. And, and I felt bad for Jericho having to try to keep a straight face during that. So bad. But anyway, we get the our segment treasure next. The segment I of the night. The
0: <laughs> Come on, baby. Let's go to the buffet.
1: Yep. <laughs> we get them at the best restaurant in town. So you expect them some big fancy like place? No, it's him, Nidia, and Tajiri at the buffet.
0: Uh, Nydia, um, Nydia says she knew they would be living large after Jamie won the Cruiserweight title. And they got that new trailer because Aunt Edna kicked the
1: bucket. Now they're at the best restaurant in Atlantic City. And there's a lot of Lady and the Tramp spaghetti noodle going on. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And that's pretty much <laughs> a segment. But Jamie Noble was
0: great. Uh, 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 Jamie announces they have a rematch with Kim in tonight. So to Jerry better eat up? Uh, yeah, he's, he says he's been poor his whole life, but he won't go back that as long as he holds on to the cruiserweight title. I, I like that build; it, it shows that like he is dedicated to being the cruiserweight it's a champion. G- gimmick, but he does bring a little
1: bit of like still
0: believability, like drive behind it. Yeah, because it, it it drives home that fat back that champions make more. Right. Yeah, like, like we didn't have nothing. I won the belt. Now we have everything going right for us. You know. We get a
1: raw recap next of the whole NWO Triple H situation. I'm not going to talk about because I do not care about these NWO things. If you want to know about it, you can listen to last week's episode.
0: The, the only the only thing that we take from this is that Cole does confirm that last week was the reason that I have Kevin Nash towards quad jokes. Yep. I wrote Kevin Nash quad tear confirmed. And he had surgery. It Was it me oh. or did the crowd go nuts when Noble, Tajiri, and Nidia came out.
1: I don't know if they did, but I feel like if they did, it's not necessarily... As much as he's over with us, I don't think it's Noble getting over. I think it's because Noble just did the hometown segment.
0: Yeah. Well, not only that, That's but... Uh, I think I think it's more like Tajiri. Because no, Noble's supposed to be like the heel in this Tajiri angle. just a baby face in the awkward position. Yeah. Uh, I, liked, I liked how Taz, Taz said he could smell the sexual frustration on the Hurricane. <laughs> when yeah, he came out. Well, you're, getting. you're getting Jamie Noble to Jerry with Nidia versus yeah. the Hurricane and Billy Kitman. Oh. oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. But uh, apparently, the storyline is Nidia was dating Hurricane. Hurricane did something, so Nidia cost Hurricane his title to Noble for. Uh, before we started reviewing,
1: yeah. um, this was a cool match. I liked it a lot. Um, we have a uh, missed dive, but like not botched, purposely missed. Noble misses a dive on Kidman. Um, he hits Tajiri, and then there's a then Hurricane dives off the top top rope onto all of them. This oh is yeah, a he did
0: match, dude. I liked it. He did a that was a wild swan that they like barely caught him for. There was also I had. I had two spots. Um, uh, one earlier in the match, uh, they were isolating Noble and Kidman did like a pop up over his head powerbomb. Like Hurricane gave him, caught him in power bomb in the spot. That was cool. Um, hurricane. I, I I don't know why, but it always makes me smile. Uh, hurricane like does the Hurricane pose and he knells somebody with the shining wizard. It always makes me chuckle and smiles.
1: Dude, how cool was just that finishing move in this uh, sit out power bomb from the top rope?
0: Oh yeah, uh, he Kidman goes to go do the shooting star press and Idiot like stops him. Yeah, and you almost feel like Noble's gonna do like a, a super hurricaner or like a uh, a very top rope um, superplex. And then now over, you just get it was quick too. Like like it was like one like two shots to the ribs, and then know over sit out powerbomb from the top rope. Uh, It was
1: too noble, too. So, champion got pinned. Hurricane and Kidman win.
0: I go eight star. I gave it a six. As much as I liked it, it, uh, there was some clunkiness to it.
1: Fair enough. Uh, We get the Rock interview. Um, He says he's being interviewed by Coach. And he says, Coach, you shrunk and got white. Yeah, I I, I laughed (laughs) at that. It wasn't Coach at all. I'm doing my chef's dad from south park but anyway it was mark lloyd who i have no memory of but i
0: guess (laughs) i do not i do not remember mark lloyd at all yeah and i did write down that the rock gets music for a promo i mean
1: backstage uh we get a ray video and guess what rob
0: when's he coming greg we
1: finally find out in two weeks. To no, SmackDown. We, when is he coming? Where is he coming? He's coming to SmackDown. Yep. Uh what we got after that? We get oh, we get our Jericho and Angle versus Taker and John Cena. This is our main event for the night.
0: Uh, oh door. did you
1: notice where they said Cena was from when he came out?
0: Boston Mass. Yeah,
1: he's not from Boston.
0: Nope, he's from West Newberry, Mass.
1: Exactly, I've seen enough on Cena matches to know that. I don't know if that's just a thing. They're like, well, we'll just say the biggest city for now. When yeah. you're on top of the world later, you can change it.
0: Yeah, when they were, uh, well, I think when he started doing the Doctor Thugnomics gimmick, he he used like West Newberry because it's like a harder part of like the Boston area.
1: Ah, I, I am not up to date on my Boston uh, su- suburban area
0: facts. That's I'm glad, glad you are. I think I think that might be why why he changed it to West No, Newberry. I like
1: it. I don't care if it's true or not.
0: <laughs> uh, plus, they they said he was the hometown kid last SmackDown, which was in Boston. So they, I, I the think last stuff...
1: time he did say, "I'm from the Boston area." Yeah. Um, I wrote down that the crowd was not as hot for John Cena this week as they've been in the last few weeks. I don't know if the think... star is fading or if it was just we had star power overload tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're in a match with Taker, Jericho and Angle and you're you're the new guy, I don't think you're gonna get it as big of a pop, especially with everyone saving their voice and they're <clears throat> they're yelling and they're cheering for when the, the motorcycle starts coming in.
1: Well, and let's be honest, we already had the rock. We had Edge, we had Hulk Hogan. Uh, like you know what I mean? We had so much star power. They just came off that awesome cruiserweight match where whether you think the match itself was great or not, they were doing a lot of crazy shit. So maybe uh, yeah. like man, John Cena's just not going to move our needle right now at this point in
0: time. Oh, everyone was probably tired already. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's his star fading yet. Because I know his star will fade before Dr. Thugonomics comes out. No, oh, yeah. He gets, he gets sent back to obW I think, for No, he months. almost does. He was about to get his release when Stephanie McMahon heard him rapping on a bus during an overseas tour. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a really cool documentary on the network. About this era, we talk every week right now, and they covered that in there.
0: Um, it showed it showed a recap of Cena, uh, Cena and Jericho's match from last week during Jericho's entrance. It was, it was a pretty decently fast paced match with some isolation. Uh, I, I didn't take a lot of notes because I was watching the match. And did you notice know Taker doing something different tonight? I don't
1: remember. <laughs> he was doing a lot of yelling. Yeah, he was in the room. A lot of yeah. ah between every move. I don't know. I didn't know if this was a weird way for him to call moves because I've watched enough Taker matches. He don't. I do know that. the way Taker calls his moves. The guys, he does that thing where he looks like he's rubbing the sweat off his nose and he covers his mouth with his hand as he's doing it because he uses a summon index finger. This is how much I love Taker. I picked this out. Yeah, No will go like do that, and that's when he's calling moves. I didn't yeah. know if this was some new experiment he was doing, or he was just really hyped up tonight. Yeah, he might have been really hyped up. Um, let me see. The the ref gets knocked out. There's a double team on Taker. There's an angle Oh. Um hold on. I can't even decipher my notes. I have written angle slam while last ride to Y2J. What does that mean?
0: Uh angle uh Taker went to give the last ride to Jericho. Angle slid back in the ring, did the last ro- or did the angle slam to taker to stop the last ride thank you because i didn't know what that meant and i didn't remember
1: oh i like this taker stops the lion salt by punching jericho taker is outside the <laughs> ring yeah Jericho went for the lion salt and taker just punched him in the face when he jumped
0: onto the rope and then uh cena cena hit the spine buster after that before he rolled him up in the cradle i think he did the sidewalks
1: the spinning uh What's that sl- slam he does a lot? One of the five moves of Doom.
0: Uh, this, the spin out power bomb, the proto bomb. Yeah. That weird, like, sidewalk slam weird power, thing he does. Power side bomb. Yeah. Yeah. But he wins with a roll up on Jericho. Yeah. yeah he, hits, he hits Jericho with a cradle roll for one, two, three, and then all hell, to quote Dan's, like, all oh, hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I wish I thought that reunion show, that reunion tour. But anyway,
1: um, beatdown starts and the ring cleared out pretty much for taker to fight angle. Like Cena was out. Jericho's out. It was just those two going at it. Yeah. And then the most of again, telegraph, but man, I love this stuff.
0: Like this kind of predictable. I love like if,
1: so if I was okay,
0: if you're in a triple threat match for the title at a pay-per-view, you're probably going to have a bad time because if you single out the one, one of the two people that you're facing, in the ring, usually the third one comes up from behind you and hits exactly. his finisher on you. <laughs> Man, I love that stuff though. I don't know why. Like, those builds
1: are so great for me. It just it, that tickles my fancy, as I the think, old people
0: say. I think it's just because they're so good at doing the camera work where they don't like the Like I feel like it's the adrenaline you get when you start hearing the crowd go nuts. I know. Like, like, holy shit, the crowd's going nuts. I'm mean, the Rock. And then the Rock just pops up out of nowhere, you know, does this thing. Or like, you know, earlier when Taker jumped, came in the ring and big booted Angle, then start choke slamming everyone. Like, when yeah. the crowd starts to react, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> Even though you know what's on going on.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Rock Bottom's dished out um, to Taker. Then Rock and Angle start fighting another Rock Bottom. Who stands tall at the end of this two weeks ro- out from Slam?
0: Uh, I mean, the Rock. Wow.
1: Not the, same. I'm thinking water on my mind. Vengeance.
0: <laughs> the the Rock stands tall and he probably walks tall out of there. See what did there. I don't think walking tall was out yet, but well done. <laughs> I forgot I for, speaking of walking tall and the rock's movie career, the uh Hogan the Hogan Edge and Rock backstage uh segment, I I forgot <laughs> the I forgot to write down but it just clicked. So The Rock was the Scorpion King, right? Yeah. Hogan was Mr. Nanny, right? Yes. After uh, the Rock mocks, Hogan walks back to go to the ring. Uh, H- Hogan's like, well, I could have taken him, right? And Edge is like, you know what? Mr. Nanny could take Scorpion King any day in my book and pats Hogan on the back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that Hulk Hogan movie where he was like frozen in time and he was a big fighter guy. And then he ended up in like 90s suburbia. Oh, um, it wasn't Suburban Commando, was it? It might have been. Because I remember there's that line that the guys are like, you know what we're going to do to you? And Hulk Hogan's was like, let me guess. You're going to grind me to smithereens, pulverize me, and destroy me and spread my ashes over the city. He's like, what? No, this is the 90s. <laughs> we're going to sue you. <laughs> I remember that from the trailer.
0: Oh, my God. Hogan. Um, Hogan was what did you think some... in this
1: match, by the way?
0: Uh, 8 out of 10.
1: I, I maybe I was having a bad day because I'm just under you every time. Then I gave a seven under seven out of ten.
0: I, I think it had a lot of high spots, a lot of showcasing of everyone, even including John Cena. Um, it, I th- I thought it was a good tag match for not such conventional tag teams.
1: Yeah, I did write Cena still doesn't have the fu in his
0: no. repertoire yet. He does have a lot of the a lot of the moves that he does do on the regular. Yeah, it's not show, that. Though. I'm not calling it the AA. It will never be the AA. It it's will the, never be. It will never be the attitude adjustment. It will forever be the FU because he called it the FU to piss off Rock Lesnar. All right, what was your match of the night, Rob? I think my match of the night is probably gonna have to go to um the. Uh, the last match, the angle of Jericho, Taker, and Cena.
1: I went the cruiserweight match to Jerry and Jamie Noble versus Billy Kidman in the Hurricane.
0: Both very, very good tag matches. We're getting a lot of tag matches.
1: Yeah, which, uh, dude, this is okay. a, the future home of Teddy Long. SmackDown which, is tag match heaven.
0: Which I love tag matches. I don't. I don't know if anyone ever know knows that if if I were to be an actual wrestler. Like, I joke that me and Greg are a tag team. We're, we're the stage-right tag team. Like, I honestly would be happy just winning tag team titles all over the world. Like like a modern-day Legion of Doom.
1: What was your favorite non-match moment?
0: Uh, prob- probably the buffet.
1: <laughs> oh, the buffet was good.
0: Yeah, I wrote yeah. the first uh, Taker, Rock, and Angle fight. Uh, okay, the, the first ring one.
1: Yeah, that's what usually I'm the comedy sketch guy for this part. And you're the
0: the, atta- the, the attack or like the serious promo guy. Yeah, uh, I just I can't get over Jamie Noble, man. He is in he is our national treasure. And, and he it's, is. It's going to be sad when he's no longer on until
1: he man, becomes. Jamie Noble deserves, he receives zero credit. He deserves so much more.
0: It's it's sad because like, OK, so like we have Jamie Noble here. And I think in like one or two in like one or two years, he gets cut like on like black like what the NFL would call Black Monday like when they fire coach like fire coaches or like they they cut players and they fire coaches after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, the WWE calls it
1: COVID nineteen because that's when they release everyone. You know yeah, when you're yeah. about to make more money than ever,
0: but hey, because you know you're not traveling, you're paying. I, I don't even want to talk about that. I'm so upset about that. But uh, Jamie Noble get, got cut or released, and he ended up in ROH, and he actually had the ROH title for, like, six or seven months, and I was watching ROH regularly, like, getting tapes off people and watching, like, the shows. Man, they, like, Jamie Noble was good in WWE. His ROH stuff is fucking unbelievable, what he could do in the ring.
1: I have to check it out. I've never seen
0: any of it. Yeah, like there, he had a he had a small few with Punk before Punk left to come to the E, and like those guys were put on clinics.
1: Now, for those of you who are first time listeners, one, thank you very much. Two this is my favorite question we do every week. We're in the writing room. We have to change one thing. We have to change one thing, whether we want to or not. Rob, what do you change?
0: Um, I would change. The uh, honestly, I'd take the freaking titles off of Hogan and Edge. Smart. I hope they do soon. I I would have had Chuck and Billy win and get the titles back, and then they they could have played it off like last week was a fluke. It was all it was all the 4th of July hype and excitement, and got Hulk Hogan. You know, Hulk Hogan came out to the real American, got them all amped up, and you know, Edge was tagging with his his. His childhood hero, and they just somehow pulled off it, pulled off the win against the, at the time probably one of the longest reigning SmackDown tag team title holders, in Billy and Chuck. I'll take and it. What would you change, sir? I
1: would shake up the Canadian stable, and that, kind of what I alluded to earlier, make them seem threatening or give them a real motivation one of the two because obviously this is make or break for these three guys christian does recover pretty well from this eventually the other two i feel like never fully recover out of this angle so do something with it like give them a real beef why they dislike americans or like what their goal is or make them at least seem threatening not three on one we can't beat rikishi
0: and, and, I mean, it would work if they were building Rikishi as a dominant monster. That's like, that's
1: the thing. Yeah, it's not like Rikishi's a main event level guy here they're having trouble taking out. Rikishi is an upper mid-carter at best at this moment.
0: Like, if Rikishi was doing the Omaga gimmick that we discussed a couple episodes again, or ago in the, in the archives, how, how we said that that would have been really beneficial to him right now, repackaging him from the two cool rikishi to being the samoan monster rikishi then i can understand these guys constantly losing week after week to him or you yeah know,
1: it makes sense then because you're building him as a dominant force and it still makes them look credible because who could beat him
0: yeah but you're supposed to be showing them as the leading hill faction on smackdown right now and you're just you're just dropping the ball especially when it comes to like in-ring ability with like All three of them. I mean, I was a test guy growing up, so I know you alluded earlier you don't really have much care for him, but, like... No, I'm not a big test guy. Test is a good big guy, and he's facing another good big guy, and you're just letting him not show it. You're just showing him doing cheap shit, which I understand. It's a heel faction, but at the same time, it's like you need to show that Test doesn't need Lance Storm and Christian to handle this guy, and they can just join in afterwards and start beating the hell out of him exactly
1: all right well that covers smackdown for what did i say july 11th july 11th 2002 thank you guys for joining along with us i i will say this raw is a doozy next week please tune in for that one some big stuff happens and i cannot wait to get to it i'll leave
0: you uh with a little hint
1: i'm back
0: that's a big hint but i'll i'll allow it okay uh, we also have a bonus episode coming out soon. Yeah, it should two, be up this weekend, I imagine. Our good friend Carl Smith joined us uh, the other day. Uh, you may know him as the... I'm not going to do this any justice. I'm sorry, Carl. But I'm going to try it. World's greatest mogul, baby! Yeah, th- these bonus episodes are fun. I like them. We
1: just... It's not a watch-along like the one I did with Brent. We just shoot the shit about the era and talk, get off topic. It, they're fun. I like doing these.
0: I, I I feel like they're going to be a staple
1: of what we do here, and uh, it, our first non-bonus episode guest will be coming up soon as we hit the pay-per-views, which we may have hinted at. I don't know if we ever said it on air
0: for the pay-per-views we want to bring on people to go over those with us, give us a little extra, little extra insight, um, maybe even do a watch along with us if once COVID's over. But for right now, uh, it's definitely just uh, extra insight on the watch along, a separate.
1: All right. Well, if you guys do have anything you want us to talk about on this, by all means, hit us on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Ruthless Retro PC, Facebook, just Ruthless ruthless Retrospective. If you have, well, Greg, you're wrong or Rob, you're right. No one would ever say either of those two phrases. But if you have anything you want us to discuss or anything like that, hit us up on there. Follow us. All that fun stuff. Please leave us a rating. I don't know how that even works. I'm not I, don't gonna know lie, I hear they're
0: good. Yeah, I I honestly um, don't know either. I've been trying to leave all the podcasts I listen to uh like word up or bird up ratings and uh just doesn't seem to be happening. I can't figure it out. Yeah, maybe what, you can't do it on mobile. I'll fi- figure it out one day. But yeah, leave I'll, us li- leave us a five-star prog splash of a rating if you like us or leave us a half-star Melter rating if you don't like us. Yes. All, all input is good input.
1: On a scale from Jim Cornette to Paul Heyman, Jim Cornette obviously being bottom, Paul Heyman being god-tier, tell us what you think of the show. And, and well, on that note, I'm going back to finish Umbrella Academy because I got two episodes left on season two. That show's fucking amazing right now. I'm going
0: to go either sleep, or play some b-ball with our boy Shane Riley from the Turn Collective. All right. From Ruth's retrospective,
1: guys, thank you for listening. I am Greg. I am Rob. And good night.